been 18 long weeks in the making, but finally it is here, the Ocho Bowl Playoff Championship this week. The Kamish, Woodsy, two of the the more well-known characters throughout the year have made it to the big dance. Uh, and I can't remember a year where everybody's more invested in fantasy despite the fact that their team's being out of it. Welcome to the Ocho Bowl podcast. As always, I'm Steve. I'm joined by the... Uh, uh, statistician himself, Chris Keane. How are you, mate? Yeah, going well, mate. Well done, Andrew. Well done, Woodsy. Looking forward to this week. Yeah. should be a, a fiery contest. <laughs> it certainly should be. And, of course, uh, joined by Mr. Coast into the final. Never had any doubt himself the whole way through. The Kamish, Andrew O'Halloran. Congratulations, yeah, thanks. mate. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. The back's up against the wall and the curse break is just... Do what they do best. Just <laughs> get it done. It's your voice is very sort of chilled, but the grin on his face is completely opposite. <laughs> if if, uh, if you could see for the listeners out there, he's swiveled in his chair. He's got a gigantic grin. Looks like a Cheshire cat. He's very up and about with himself, uh, and right so just giving himself another nudge at a uh, Ocho Bowl Championship. You've been there before. Do you feel going in against? Woodsy, that you you have the edge just with experience. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I've definitely got the experience edge, but I think Woodsy's team. I mean, he was top of the league. You put up what a one eighty or one ninety, and then a you would have beat me this week as well. So, I mean, I think Woodsy is the favourite, but um, you know, anything can happen on any given Sunday. Certainly can. Um, oh. We should have Woodsy joining us on the program in a little bit uh, and after last week's debacle who knows if he'll, if he'll join us or not but hopefully we'll have him uh, Keeney? I was just going to say you, you, you speak of being there before and obviously we know Andrew has and clearly by Woodsy's reaction post Steelers game you can clearly tell he's never been there before <laughs> he was celebrating like he'd won some sort of grand final I've never seen anything like it he started ripping into other league members <laughs> Mate, the job's not done yet, and you've just celebrated. <laughs> you've prematurely just blown your load everywhere, and you've still got a week to go, mate. Just relax. Just take Look it in it. your stride. Act like you've been there before, mate. He's, uh, it, it's, you know what this has got a feel of? It's got a feel of the AFL 2017 grand final where Andrew's just the Adelaide Crows, very calm, <laughs> just standing there with the national anthem, doing it in the France, yeah. And Woodsy's just jumping around, celebrating. He's, he's, you know, he's come from the wilderness, never even made the playoffs before, and he's managed to get in. And then he's won his first playoff game. He's up well, and about. You, you never know. It could be a nice uh, little analogy there with the Adelaide Crows supporter and the, and the Mad Tiger as well. Uh, in yeah, the grand final. It's a different so we'll result. Yeah, well, yeah, history's right. not on the commission's side. So, um, well, obviously... We've got the two games to review and then a big grand final preview. But just before we jump in, just curious over the over the weekend, uh, what caught your eye? Um, Kamish, maybe kick off with yourself. Well, I mean, the I think the number one story of the week is just Big Ben putting up a stinker um, and just costing Jared the game that we all thought he had in the bag. Just I think he needed twelve points coming in, and he's just put up a six point seven. I think three turnovers just. Um, Jared, I mean, he must just be forlorn. Like, it'll be a sad Christmas at the McCluskey household this week. 
Yeah, I think he was uh, he was relying on the winnings to buy Lola her Christmas <laughs> present. So I think it's getting very sad. Uh, Keeney, what about yourself? Yeah, I I tend to agree that was a big story, but that's got nothing compared to what I thought the number one thing that caught my eye this week was, and that was just the complete arrogance, the complete complacency that was Cam this week. He's nine and four, number two C, like just just going along. Doesn't join us on the podcast. Haven't heard a peep from him all year. Mate, you're in the prelim of fantasy. This is like big dollars on the line. He's number one. He starts Mike Davis in at the flex. I mean, fair dinkum, mate. If you're going to play him, put slot him in at running back. And then, of course, what happens, Zeke? They're late out and he can't do anything about it. I, I know it didn't cost him the win, but the strategy around this, the complacency, the arrogance, all of that, I just couldn't couldn't have it. Yeah, it was it, it was it was big I, for me. Obama was very similar, and I, I, you're right about the flex situation. They're not getting up at five a.m. just to check with the with the spot of the championship on the line. Because you're right, he was he was stuffed, and we said it all year that his running backs were a problem, and it took till the prelim for it actually to kick in. But I think just not getting up because it was the 5 a.m. game. He could have found someone, a running back somewhere that's going to start and get him some points. Uh, ultimately, yeah, it hasn't made the difference. But um, There's a, a couple of pickups by myself at like 4.45 a.m. So I'm like, I don't think Cam's getting up. But if he did, he's like, I, I just went on the running backs, pick like sorted by rank and got the top two. That's why I have um, Keeney's boy, Sony Michelle, on my roster at the moment. Smart. Just, That's what good, 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 good commissioning, good fantasy play by you. I, I just found it extremely disrespectful to the league to be plastic <laughs> honest about it. I mean, you're in the final four. It's like he didn't, couldn't care less. <laughs> going for back to back too. It's a very, very rare thing to go back to back in this league. Um, I think it's only ever been done once. So, you know, you've got history in front of you, and you just. Just sort of too cavalier about it. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, Kenny. Yeah, the other the other one for me was just the the tale of uh, it's it's as Andrew pointed out, Jared's unlucky season punctuated by his running backs. And I said I said to someone yesterday, if watching the Big Ben thing unfold, if Jared had done a havers and refused to take a running back in the draft. I'd be like, ah, you got what you deserve. But given he actually went early and got Dak, and then of course Dak gets badly injured, and then he ends up on, you know, waiver wire row, just trying to pick running backs every week. Did feel for the guy. It was a, it was a tough way to finish the season. Um, all right, let's let, let's let's jump into reviewing the games. We might start with yours, Kamish. You and you and Cam. We've obviously we've just touched on Cam's pre-game lineup. I don't know what's the opposite to heroics, whatever that is. Um, but uh, do you? What, what, how did you think? Were you you were feeling pretty confident going in, judging by your yeah, you, you for the past month. Yeah, I, like I mean, camp seems pretty good, um, but yeah, like I felt I had a good shot at winning. And then after the Saturday games, where he had um, Eckler only put up twelve, Curtis Samuel put up eight, Davis put up eight, and Bass put up twelve. So he had about forty points from four players and then like Elliot was questionable. Like they said he was going to play, but he probably wouldn't get full carry. So I was pretty confident. And then when he didn't play, I was, yeah, I was banking the win at that point. 
Um, and then Hopkins put up a 30. He and Watson did pretty well against uh, Indianapolis as well. So you know, I was a little worried when uh, for a little bit, but then, um, yeah, yeah, this is what I, yeah, I got Lamar for these games because I knew that he had a good playoff schedule. And then, I mean, no one else in my team really stood out. They just sort of just got the job done. But when your opponent only puts up 112, that's all you need to do. Mm. Yeah, 112 is not going to win it in too many prelims, you would have thought. We sort of said the same last week about Cummins' score. Uh, Keeney, what did you think of this time? Um, yeah, I mean, interesting. You talked about Eckler and Davis both playing that early game. I mean, just put them both in at running back and just give yourself flexibility at the flex position. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, it's, it's interesting. You put up 134, Andrew, but I didn't think your team had like an amazing week in terms of a, a touchdown kind of upside week. Like I still think there's there's more room for more points for your team. Um, obviously, Lamar was, was big for you and just John Harbour just loves beating up on crap teams. He does it time and time again. He loves running the score up against terrible teams. Um, I can't remember who they've got this week, but they'll... Um, He's going to be obviously very important for you again. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a solid performance Giants from your team. Giants this week. Giants Yeah, well, you can – and look, their defense has been better than Jacksonville. So um, – but you can you can see them trying to get margin again. Um, and as I said, I think your team was was solid enough, put up 130, which is, you know, a pretty pretty good score and a prelim to put up um, and, and got the job done. So, well done. Yeah. The, the irony um, – of this one for me was early in the year. And this, I guess, goes to your point of the, the arrogance of Cam. But early in the year, I obviously drafted Tony Pollard. I was either relying on a, a injury physique or for Cam to trade for him. And Cam just made it very, very clear. He had zero interest in taking Tony Pollard off me. Um, obviously, Zeke pulls out. Tony Pollard puts up 30 on the weekend. That's cost Cam a spot in the championship. So he's lost by 22. That's- yeah, then would he have started? You probably wouldn't have got up to start him either way. So, yeah, true. nah, true, true. Which, which but, staggers me. <laughs> I, I would have been waking him up. It's part of the service if you trade with me. You get a wake up <laughs> call if you if you need to activate the player. Breakfast it's, newspaper. It's great. <laughs> oh, um, I got one question for you, Commission. We'll preview the games in a sec, but is there any temptation here with Jalen Hurts uh, coming up against Dallas's oh. defense this week? I just just a quick. Quick question oh, with him. Jeez, he looks good. Yeah, it's very, very tempting. I like, but then I don't know, my, at the moment, it's like the whole reason I got Jackson was so that I had the Jackson uh, Andrew stack um, for the playoffs. And I think that like, if I play Hertz and then Jackson scores more, I'm just going to be like, what, what a, you know, I'm just an idiot. Whereas like if I play Jackson and Andrews and Hertz scores more than Jackson, yeah, I'll be like, oh, I was a bit dumb. like, I'll be a bit annoyed, but you know, I've stuck with my original plans. I'm not too annoyed by it. Yeah, it's it, it would be a very gutsy move yeah. at the, for the championship game to bench Lamar Jackson after the moves you made to get him during the year, having the number one guy going into the season for the QB position. But huge stones, you know, as as we've said many a time over the course of this year, it's a it's. It's, it's a lonely place finishing second. It doesn't count for much. So you gotta you gotta go all out. And you would have the Hertz, um, the Hertz and Sanders stack too. So you, I know you love your stacks. Um, well, he doesn't. Sanders doesn't catch that many balls, so it's not like 
It's not like having CMC in the quarterback where you're going to get like two touchdown like passes. Like he, I don't, I think he might have had like one receiving touchdown the whole year. No, surely, surely, surely more floor play. Surely yeah. having the the entire Philly offense against Dallas is tempting though. Yeah, but I think that like. I'm probably limiting my points there. Like, it's probably a better four play, but I probably need a higher ceiling against Woodsy's team this week. Yeah. The, um, oh, look at him. <laughs> just in there. As we've been chatting, Woodsy's just snuck into the call. Good to, good to have you on board, Woodsy. Welcome. Good to have me, boys. Hey, this time, mate, if you're going to leave, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we hear some sirens. We'll just see yeah. Woodsy disconnect. See ADF bursting through the door behind him. Um, the 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 only other thing, just to kind of close off on the Cam Andrew game, was um, a couple of the like obviously Hopkins had a good one, but a couple of the big, you know, the guys that were in the big bucks, the Eckler, the Deshaun Watson, just didn't didn't set the world on fire for him on the weekend. So he had he had some guys that could go absolutely nuts and didn't happen. It'll be a yeah disappointing end to the year for him, I think. You just it just feel like it really fizzled out because he was he was flying halfway through and it just you know he's ended up nine and four and he's gone out in straight sets well you know one and done a bit flat I'd have thought yeah have you spoken to him Andrew uh, no I spoke to him on Saturday night and he wasn't that confident then and um, uh, next time I talk to him I'll make sure to rub it in. Do you think we check in with him as a league? Just make sure everything's all right. <laughs> it's it's what we do. We're obviously we're all about supporting each other. You know, there's never <laughs> any sort of criticism or uh, negative commentary. So I think it would be probably appropriate we do so. Cam, if you're listening, we do, we just want to we just want a bit of a health check from you. Just make sure you're doing all right, buddy. Um, he's, he's also left sixteen bucks of fab just in the bank. <laughs> Your, your, your... Errors galore, <laughs> and we, and we know Woodsy's on, and he, we know how much he appreciates at least running it down to one dollar or or zero dollars, which is fair enough. But to leave sixteen dollars in the bank with a zero in on, in prelim week, it's just wow. Well, he could use that sixteen to get any player he wanted. Correct. You know, if he, if he thought, oh, you know what, Zeke's questionable, I'm just going to take any running back. I'll pick one. But uh, look, as you said, just um, didn't think he needed to, and um, it's a pretty long off season. Do you reckon? Just final one on this. Do we reckon? And Andrew, I guess you know him best. Is Cam going to sort of take the disappointment of this year and really channel it into a really strong, you know, challenge next year, or is he the guy that's sort of just going to go, "Nah, <laughs> I had my run, I'm done," and you know, we sort of see him, you know, putting sort of Fitzy type numbers up in the next couple of years. Oh. No, I think it it just won't phase him. He he just keep. He's a very self confident man in that he's not going to change for uh, anyone or any results. Like he'll just keep doing what he's doing, sleeping in and having some inactive players on his roster. Uh, it would have been a great uh, the, to to Keeney's arrogance narrative. It would have been even better if he got the win with the inactive. Just to really <laughs> justify the arrogance he's carried all season. All right, let's move on to our next game. This was the blockbuster, uh, the cleats and potatoes in a, in a pretty, it, it wasn't a come from behind, 
because he was ahead. But it was really a bit of an against the odds win in the end. Definitely felt like it came from behind. It, yeah, getting the job done against... Well, and you actually, you were... He was going backwards at one point. So he was at minus three at one point in the match. Um, Jared with 135. And, and just before we kind of get into this game, I will note that both these teams outscored yourself, Andrew. So you were definitely right last week when you said you got yourself on the right side of the draw. Um, Woodsy, how do you... Do you want to talk us through the game, given you were, you were absolutely front and centre in it? No worries. Um, yeah, look, I thought I was cooked after the the early games in the slate, uh, which which was it? it was uh, by the end of the first game, Darren Waller was sitting on thirty after Derek Carr left at the end of the first quarter. Darren Waller was on zero, so I'm sitting there going, "Okay, he's just lost his quarterback. This is a great start for me." And then Mariota comes in and just absolutely targets the shit out of Waller for the rest of the game. I think on his first drive, he had about a, a twelve point drive. So I thought, here we go. Um, and then next up was Stefan Diggs, who puts up a 25.7. I think that was uh, – I've read the uh, – you know how it does the recap? I think it said mm. that that was Diggs's best game of the season. I know that was Waller's best game of the season as well. So I thought, fuck me, dead. It's happening. Going to go out without even beating anyone in a playoff. Uh, but then Devante Adams stunk it up, which was uh, which kind of got me back into the game. Um, only 11 points against the – the uh, Carolina Panthers. So I thought he's, you know, he's going to put up a 30 and just absolutely end the contest before I even had anyone play. But yeah, thankfully, uh, my boy, David Montgomery, shout out to Raz for that trade. Um, most dirt for Mon- Montgomery, because that would have been a bit of a nightmare if I had to start most it who uh, did his ankle again um, in this game. So yeah, so much to unpack though. Like it could have Absolutely gone either way. I thought I was cooked when Roethlisberger only needed the 13 points to um, to bring Jared to victory. Uh, so I was like sitting there ruining the cup over McLaurin decision because as the whole league knows, I hate cup and I've been trying to trade him for the whole season. So it would have just been a real kick in the guts if he was the one that actually ended my season. Um, and then that bizarre spotting with the uh, in the Tampa Bay game where they just gave him a first down even though it was about four metres short <laughs> of the first down, um, yeah, which cost me a field goal as well. So I thought, given how tight it was, like three points, that, that could have been the difference massively as well. So between that and um, the Rams losing to the Jets and giving me a two, like oh, I pretty much penciled them in for a 10-plus um, given that they, they scored 21 against the – uh, against New England the week before. Um, I thought the Rams against the Jets was like an awesome matchup. I actually picked them up a good four or five weeks ago because of that matchup, but they've um, absolutely let me down. And they might be on the chopping block this week uh, against the, the Seahawks. We'll see see if they make the cup, the cut, the cup. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a nervous, um, it's a nervous decision around defenses because, you know, well-documented, it's largely a lottery and this time of year, with all the chips on the line, it's a big call. Um, <clears throat> the interesting couple of ones here. So all season, particularly the the you know the first two thirds of the season when Jared just kept putting up you know, sort of reasonable scores and losing close games, uh, it's been punctuated by his inability to start the right guys. And so a couple of interesting ones here for you. So obviously he's gone down by six points in the end. If he started Jared Goff over Big Ben, he gets the win. If he'd started Leonard Fournette over Chris Carson or Chris Godwin, he gets the win. So he could have started him in the flex or in the running back position. Um, 
they were the two obvious ones. Now, having just to kind of, I know, especially playing Woodsy, who loves a ranking, looking at the projected scores of those guys, it might, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, you wouldn't have started them because, you know, you're always going to start this guy over that guy. And, and that, you know, we can get carried away sometimes talking about bench players who scored really well when starter didn't. But if you were never practically going to make that decision, then it's a bit pointless to discuss it. However, Big Ben was projected for 17.45. Goff was projected for 20. So very easily could have gone Goff over Big Ben. Just then hit the, the other one. button. Make your life easy. Yeah. And then the other one was Fournette. Now, you might go, oh, why would you start Fournette over Carson? Remember, Ronald Jones has COVID. So Fournette's the starter for Tampa Bay. Carson was projected for 12.44. Fournette for 14.97. So he would have been very tempted there. And even Godwin, the two in the same team, Fournette was projected for more there as well. Godwin was only for 13.62. So they were very, very, you know, realistic decisions he could have made. And if he made any one of them, he gets the win. So he'll 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 be jumping at shadows. He'll be having nightmares from this season, I reckon. It's finished in the way that it was destined to for Jared. Because um, it's just... Everything, his tinkering has cost him so many wins this year and it's theoretically done it again. But having said that, the, the luck of the Big Ben situation really didn't help him. And also I'd say that part of him getting a good team was probably the same attitude that caused him to tinker with his lineup in that like, he's never satisfied. So like part of getting that good team is also what's then cost him. So I think he's got to take the good with the bad sometimes with things like that. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. And I think, look, you can you can play that on the other side as well. I mean, if Woodsy starts McLaurin over Cup, then all of a sudden that's a bit of a moot point. So, um, you know, swings and roundabouts, it's easy in hindsight to kind of look at that. But, um, I mean, if you play that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game a few times, I'm not sure. Like, that first half was incredible. Like, like everything, everything Pittsburgh did. Oh, we talked about it before we started the pod, but I've never seen uh, – I mean, it was a division game and they hate each other with a passion, but I've never seen a defense so fired up um, like Cincinnati were against Pittsburgh yesterday. Um, I remember starting Cincinnati in week two as a defense and they were the worst defense I watched all year. And then I watched them yesterday and went, Oh my God, like where's this been all year? Um, But good on them. Um, A couple of things I tuned into like this. I, I always knew it was reasonably tight, but I tuned into the score. I reckon before the Saints Chiefs game, um, and I saw, I reckon, Woodsy, you're down 10 with Kelsey against yeah. Roethlisberger. Um, so you're probably thinking, yeah, I'm, I need I need at least 25, 30 from Kelsey here if I'm a chance. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we talk about it almost weekly, that, that Kelsey, um, the Kelsey pick. And I just think this year, a lot of teams in the final will have Kelsey. Like, he has been... <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, so great pick. Um, and just the other thing with your team, I reckon you've made two really good trades so that have got you there. So the Demont trade you, you touched on for most of it, which has been huge, but also the Henry for Eckler one um, has been massive for you as well. So, um, yeah. you know, in terms of kind of, I think I was looking at kind of how you've transformed your team and, and credit to you. Like, I think you've got three blokes that you drafted that you're going to have this week. So, and that's how you win fantasy. Like, who you, who you draft isn't necessarily who you end up with, and and how you get to the final. So, um, yeah, 
And Dale keeps well reminding space. me that I actually lost the uh, Russell Wilson trade as well. Josh Allen went absolutely bananas. If he was sitting there in the lineup, this game would have been well, over. Yeah, this week definitely. I mean, I think over the over the course of the year, I don't know. I, it, that feels like a pretty even trade, to be honest. Like, yeah. I wonder I think, if you look at it though. Like it could be something for Havers if he's got a bit of time. That if Dale had had Wilson at the start, where he lost a couple of those close games, maybe he makes the playoffs, and then like he's because he still lost the games near the end of the season. So even if he'd still lost those, but then he'd won the couple earlier, and mm. he may have made playoffs. But yeah, like they, I think they, on they points, both went off early though. That was the thing. Yeah, but yeah. I think Alan, then Alan after like week two or three, Allen sort of dropped to twenty points while Russell was still putting up like 30s right. for a couple of weeks. And then um, now um, Alan's Shift come back a little up. bit. Yeah. 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 Um, it's probably a, a nice segue into previewing the, the big one because um, it's as much as we want to talk about the, the Jareds and the Cams of the world, they're done. So let's focus on the, the guys <laughs> that on. left. Um, the, uh, the, the theme of the trading, I think, is a good one because you both have somewhat transformed your teams during the season. Um, you both have had relatively good luck with injury. I'd say I can't think of too many major, major injury hits you've had. But uh, as we talked about, your whole running back room, Woodsy is one that you've self-invented mid-year. And Andrew, I remember early in the year, might have been week four or five, you were on the pod and you said, I don't like my team. I'm just going to try and get a new one, basically. And you've literally gone out and done it. Like if we go through your team that started on the weekend, um, no. well, Sanders and like Andrews are the only two that I drafted. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You've literally brought yeah. in everybody. Like I'd, I'd probably be, oh, maybe I'd be playing Mixon if he was in, if he wasn't injured as well. Yeah. Although, yeah, I guess what you're mixing over Evans or something. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? I mean, I, I guess you're not going to look back and say it was bad, but are you happy with each individual trade? Or any year's regret? Um, so, uh, no, I think like probably like the Lamar Jackson trade. Like, yeah, like he's playing well now, but he was pretty average for a couple of for most of the season. So, like, and some of those players I gave out, like Robbie Anderson and um, Will Fuller, were pretty good. But they're also like you're probably not getting elite players for that. And if I mean, if Jackson puts up another thirty this week, then I'd probably say I won because it, you know, could potentially win me a championship. But I think if you look at the total value, I think Ben probably won that trade. Yeah. I mean, no one knew Will Fuller was going to get done for steroids or whatever yeah. performance enhancing. <laughs> um, so, because he, the way he was playing, he would have been very, like, you'd be very hard to not start him through the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. and I reckon you won the Tyreek Hill for Todd Gurley trade. Um, <laughs> to, to over the line with that one. Um, I mean, AJ Brown, like, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, AJ Brown's been great this year. It's just Tyreek's just like him and Devontae are just a tier above, I think, in wide receivers. If you were writing like a set of laws that, you know, like, don't do this in fantasy, would be trading a guy who, can score 57 a rule that you probably would just <laughs> write down I, I did it in two leagues so I'm, I'm well qualified to answer that <laughs> well, so when we were talking about um, Fitzy and if he was going to people trade up to get two first next year like 
I, I don't know. I think it's a decent strategy because it's so hard to get those. Like, I only got Tyreek because Keeney was so desperate for running back at the time. But, like, anytime you've tried to get someone who's, oh, like, yeah. a, uh, one of those elite, elite talents, like, people just don't give them up. Like, because they know that they're, you know, they're, when they're that tier above, they just don't want to give them up because you can't get them later in the season. I mean, yeah. I mean, I gave him up not a little bit to do with the rookie running back situation, which ended up, you know, working out a bit better than what it started. The other reason was I think I was one and three and I was similar mindset to you. I was like, I don't like, I don't think I can make the playoffs with this team. I need to shake it up somehow. And um, I liked AJ Brown and I, I thought if Todd Gurley can, you know, be a top 12 running back and AJ Brown can be a top 12 receiver, then, Net net, it might be a decent result just to lose Tyreek for those two pieces um, to to change the overall balance of my team. So didn't work out, but I think these are the like I don't have a problem with the process of the trade. The the results haven't worked out the way I would have liked, but that's what happens. Yeah, I think you just touched on it there that it just shows how important early wins are because yeah. Andrew and I were able to trade for uh, you know to better our team for the future. So I started making trades based on people's playoff schedules and, you know, banking Mostert, who was injured off Fitzy for McKissick, who worked well for Fitzy at the time because he had a playing player. Um, but, yeah, I was eventually able to turn Mostert into Montgomery, who had that amazing playoff schedule just yeah. because I had those early wins. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point too because you can really – you can attack blokes that are like on IR that you think are going to be back in four weeks' time. Yeah. So it's like got a team up, that's up, like, up yeah, and you just, at the time and yeah, and you can just confidently target those guys going, well, I don't really need to, I just need to go three and three the rest of the way. So if I can make my bench stronger for playoff time, then I'll do that. So yeah, you, no, you're right. Spot on. The early wins are, are pretty important, which is probably why I need to stop drafting rookie running backs. You <laughs> <in the> <laughs> <laughs> don't play to week six. Um, <laughs> Switching gears quite slightly, Woodsy, you've made a, a very, very significant tilt at being, you know, the man of the people this year. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to talk us through your, you know, your, your thought process and your yeah, rationale? I'm actually just genuinely shit scared that Andrew has something up his sleeve to give me some you know, bad juju, as my team was <laughs> yeah, called the last curse. year. Yeah, the curse. There's something, uh, there's something there. So I just need yeah, positive vibes from the league. I think that's the only way that I can crack the curse that Andrew is undoubtedly about to put on me. Andrew? Oh, look, yeah, there's a, a couple of things in the pipeline to get the good energy my way and the bad energy fine to Woodsy, but, you know, we've got to wait and see what happens. I saw, um, I, I heard a way I didn't see it, but I heard a whisper from Ben that a, uh, a certain trench coat was seen being picked up from the dry cleaners <laughs> yesterday morning. So it <laughs> feels like there could be another curse on its way. <laughs> Amazing, and I, I I like that both of these grand finalists are playing the underdog role and playing it down. Like we've had, <laughs> Woodsy, you went on the pod, but at the start of the pod, Andrew uh, was <laughs> was adamant that he was the uh, underdog in this matchup, and we've already seen the odds from AndrewBet.com that has Andrew a dollar fifty and Woodsy a dollar sixty. Um, so a nice margin <laughs> there for the bookie, but both of them really playing that underdog backs against the wall role nicely. It's, it's it's amazing that they're doing it. And and sorry, for the listeners, uh, as Katie was talking, Woodsy just held up a Hunter Renfro uh, NFL playing card. Um, 
It's so. amazing that these two of all people are playing the underdog role because Andrew, for the last seven weeks, even when he was like you know four and six or something, has just been sitting there going, "Yeah, I'll make the playoffs. I'll be fine. I'll make it sure." He had absolute supreme confidence in his own team's ability, pretty much because he's pillaged everyone with trades throughout the season and he's built this all-star lineup. And then Woodsy, who the entire year has just been a hundred percent. Not even confidence is underplaying it. He's just been oh, certain. Can, can I stop you there? When the yeah, fuck did yeah. I say that I was the underdog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put words in my mouth there. You have to rewind and, and see I where did, I said that. Didn't you say the oh. book the book was up? Oh, yes. Yes, I was talking in the group about that. Yeah. Nah, but... All right, I'll go in. I've got Who some serious favorite, matchups. Woodsy, who's favourite? I think I'm favourite because I have some better matchups, Ooh. like Derek Henry against Green Bay. Actually, let me check in with the fantasy nose. Let's let's go through that game now. Do you want to go through it, Steve, in a bit more yeah, detail? That, yes, yeah, that'd be great. Well, I and and Woodsy, you can you can basically kick us off, but I think that from my point of view, that Jacksonville Chicago game is enormous in this. Yeah. In this game. Yeah. So really. my my boys, the fantasy nose, have ranked Derek Henry the number one running back on this week and David Montgomery, the number six running back. Miles Sanders is seventh for Andrew. I think it's got this year. Nick Chubb is 10th. Yep, that's right. So running backs, so I'd, I'd give me the, the nod there. Um, yeah, awesome matchup. I think especially that, that Jacksonville game, I'm hoping there's points in it. Sometimes Chicago can play games and they win 13 to 10. So I'm hoping that one is actually one that they're going to put up some serious points. You know, it would be really interesting. This is a bit of a random side note, but the Saints play the Vikings in the first game on Christmas Day over there. Um, and in the rare, or it's got some chance, but if the Vikings knock the Saints off, the Packers are locked into the number one seed, as far as I know. So is there a world where they rest players against Tennessee this week if the Saints lose? Well, I mean, could, why wouldn't could they? Go massive. Yeah, could and then that massive. further enhances uh, Derek Henry. It, yeah. It's yeah. a weird year as well because, and this game highly impacted by it because, if I'm correct, KC's locked into the one seed as well. Which yeah. Means uh, yeah, Kelsey and Hill. Yes. Slight niggle for either of them, and they they get rested, absolutely put on ice. And, and it's funny either team could get. Or Mahomes could go, and they both could get impacted by that. Yeah, and they've talked about... There's been a bit of talk about that this week, just of KC literally can rest their players for three weeks straight, but do they really want to go into the first playoff game without having played for a month? Um, So that balance between being healthy and and rested versus actually playing together. But I see what you're saying. If there's a slight niggle or the slight question mark, they'll probably lean to have the week off, see you next week. Yeah. After game. I agree That's with right. that. But, a week off now, play a week, and then a couple of weeks off, and yeah. bang. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also reckon that these players, especially guys like Mahomes, he wants the MVP. He's not going to rest for three weeks. Mm. If he rests for three weeks, he might as well just gift it over to Aaron Rodgers, who's maybe already in front. Mm. Um, like that, these guys care about, you know, their receiving yards in a year, given like Kelsey's taking a piss at the moment. He's probably on track for his best ever year. Like, yeah. I think it would it would play in their mind. I don't think any any even at our level of footy, no one wants to sit. Um, yeah, and you both got and they've both got um, one from either side. Really, it's more yeah. it's probably more if 
one sits in the second half if they're up by 21 or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah I suppose if you've both got one... Put them on ice. If you both got one from the same team, it's probably not as bad a situation. Yeah, it probably helps. I would say probably me more in that, like, Kelsey's just an accumulator. So, it probably him playing four quarters probably helps more, whereas Tyreek, like, he can get all his points on two plays. Whereas... Yeah, yeah. 200 yards and two touchdowns in a quarter. Three weeks. <laughs> in a quarter. Hey, Woodsy. Um, yeah, mate. Is there any... There's got to be some sort of temptation to start Lev Bell this week. I can Talk assure you there's no temptation to start. <laughs> really? Why not? Even the one game that he played without Edwards Hilaire, I think he scored like 6.6 or something. Just mm. I know it's a one-game sample size, but no, you're not, I'm not going to be starting him over any one of my safer. Like I've got four wide receivers that I can choose from this week. Even if I wanted to, like, start a running back in the flex. Salvon Ahmed scored 21 points last week, so he can come into calculations if Miles um, Gaskin is still out. So Are you going to ride with Cooper Cup about, again against uh, uh, Seattle? That's such – like, it's honestly giving me nightmares already. Like, the f- worst-ranked defense in the entire league and the worst player in the entire league in Cooper Cup. Very, very hard decision for me. Worst player in the league. Oh, fuck, I hate him. I promise you I'll never draft him again. The, the only if other you, question if, I If you do had... decide not to play him this week, can you drop him? Just out of... Just, <laughs> just to really fucking rub it in? We're on the zero bench. Um, That's what the only other kickers. If the kicker costs you the game, you just cut it. I reckon yeah. you should do the yeah. same. The only other cut question I had, Woody... Was just the the Rams defense at the moment. How are you feeling about that? Considering you've got Russell Wilson. Yes. Um, listen, there's a fair I don't chance. Think you thought about that, it until that second. No, no, no. It's been thought about. <laughs> there's a fair chance that Russell Wilson will not be in the Cleveland Potatoes. Wait, hold on. Oh. If you look bombshell. at his results, yeah, massive bombshell. Um, so we reached into the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. Just wow. He's gone the last five weeks, six weeks, 9.9, 20, 14, 15, 22, 12. Oh. And, and looking at who's available on the waiver wire, we've got Baker Mayfield v. the Jets. Love it. Um, Trubisky v. Jacksonville. Does he go the triple, tribu- uh, triple Chicago stack? stack. I'm thinking about um, it. Mariota, oh. Breeze, Bridgewater, See. Cousins, Rivers, Gag. Without um, without speaking for Andrew, I think you could reveal to the listeners right now who you're eyeing off on the waiver wire because I'm not sure Andrew wouldn't he'd just let you go. I, I don't. Well, uh, Woodsy has a dollar of fab and I have zero, so he can. Oh, well, there, you can literally oh, let yeah. us know who you're after. Honestly, I haven't made the final decision yet, but it's like I that... could still start Russell Wilson if I'm a coward. Um, but if I've got the stones to go someone, it'll be between Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, and Drew Brees. Trubisky would be interesting. Like, basically, any points that the Bears score goes on to Woodsy's team against, yeah. against a team who have probably been told all week, you're losing this week. Do not win this week. No yeah, chance. Yeah. You've, you've somehow got into the number one pick. Do not give it up. And, right. and, and you saw what happened with Baltimore. Like, they just give their defenses terrible. Yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. Well, my thinking is is that Wilson's in shit form. 
like points wise. I just read out the the last six seven weeks, and now he's up against the number one defense against quarterbacks. So that so, that really tells me you're backing in your your defense this week. Potentially not as well. They could be getting cut. <laughs> yeah, if you're change. not playing the Rams defense, then why aren't you playing Russell Wilson? I don't get it. Because <laughs> so it's going to be a nil all draw. I should oh, that could be your defense. I would, I would play the defense. <laughs> no. Chicago I, Bears I defense is available. No so. way. Far out. That'd be amazing if you picked up Chicago's defense. Trubisky. It is. Let, let me just tell you that the Chicago defense is the third ranked defense on fantasy. Oh, wow. Yeah, league. it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Number three, whereas the Rams are 13th. And there's five teams high available on the waivers that are higher than the Rams. So if oh. I'm going to back in the fantasy nose most of this season, surely I'm going to say if, if there's any question that he's a slave to the rankings, it's been revealed on the pod right here. He's looking. <laughs> you'll, at you'll know if I am a slave to the rankings because <laughs> Russell Wilson is the highest ranked quarterback by fantasy nose. <laughs> I, so I, I'm very excited at the prospect. Again, this is one of those things that now you've told us, it makes everything so much better because whatever you do, it's now going to be critiqued. If you just started Wilson, people well, wouldn't yeah. thought anything of it. But receipts the fact are, that you've now put it on good. the table. Honestly, I nearly dropped Russell Wilson last week. Who would you have started? Uh, who was I looking at this week? Um, I was looking at Phil Rivers. Who else was in the free agency? Jalen Hurts. Because he was available until like Sunday, and then I grabbed him in case uh, Lamar got injured. I didn't. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I didn't even see Hurts in there. Um, I think Rivers was the one that I was going to start. It would have been like a po- positive five points or something like that. Yeah, he put up seventeen. Um, just to why don't we just go through the head-to-head matchups through this within this matchup and just give a quick who we think's better. So. At the quarterback position, Woodsy's got Wilson or one of the waiver guys, as mentioned, against Lamar. I'd rather Lamar. Uh, I think I think it's close. And and uh, look, Woodsy's been renowned for playing chess when we're all playing checkers. Um, with that with that flex drop, uh, uh, pick anyone on your bench strategy that he employed about five or six weeks ago. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's absolutely playing funny buggers right now with this whole Russell Wilson stuff. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I, 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 I'm, oh, yeah. Look, I, I'd probably be Lamar though, but yeah, I, I don't reckon it's that big a difference. Um, running back one, Derek Henry, who's at Green Bay against Nick Chubb, who's at the Jets. Uh, just on this matchup, was the so both teams in the finals probably the best two running backs that aren't traditional PPR running backs. Like they probably yeah. only catch one or two a game, but like I would say they're probably talent wise the best two running backs in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'd, I'd give that one to Henry. Oh, yeah. Definitely Henry. Like, because Henry will get 30 touches, whereas, you know, 10 of Chubb will only get 15 or so. Yeah. Cleveland getting up big on the Jets is a risk there as well, where they use Hunt a bit more in the running game. Um, RB2, Montgomery at Jacksonville, Sanders at Dallas. Uh, I'll lean Sanders in this one. I just can't have anything to do with Dallas's defense. I think it's close, but slightly. And I think I think the running back in QB, like as a three, three v three, is pretty close. All in all, yeah, yeah, 
I, I, I'd be more confident in Montgomery putting up like a 20, but I feel like Sanders could put up 35. Yeah. Sanders yeah. is like, he just has that ability to put up an 80 out. Well, he's done it twice this season. Like he's much quicker than like I remember him being. And he just pulls off those 80 yarders and he's like, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, wide receiver one, Robinson at Jacksonville versus, um, assuming you're going to keep it. Well, I'm just going to flip it around. Tyreek Hill at Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Robinson's like capable of putting up the same score. Like, I don't think, but oh. equally, if, if, yeah, you'd rather. Like, Tyreek, Rob- you know? Robinson's a really good chance to score this week. Like, yeah. I mean, bottom line. A gun like he's what 27 13 27 12. So he'll put up 27 this week based on that pattern. That'd be yeah. nice. Um, wide receiver two Ayuk at Arizona versus Jefferson at New Orleans. I'd go Jefferson there, slight edge. Yeah, Arizona, uh, probably a better matchup. Actually, Andrew, didn't you say if you made the final, you'd do the gritty? Um, did I? I think you did. I just said if I won. I thought no, I said if uh, no, I said if um, uh, Lockett scored less than five points, I would do the gritty. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, well, he didn't score many, so yeah, he scored <laughs> like was... eight. Yeah. Oh, all right. Look, well, yeah, we'll, look we'll if we'll I win, use... I'll definitely be uploading a video of me doing the gritty. What all is right, the gritty? So <laughs> you know, Justin Dance Jefferson, that, uh, Jefferson does the oh, LSU okay, okay. Gotcha. with the goggles. <laughs> which are uh, old Blankenship, who's just been rotting away on Keeney's roster for the last few weeks. He, he loves a bit of the, the gritty. I love, um, I love the goggles. No, give me, give me Jefferson in this one. I think um, Patrick Peterson goes to Ayuk in this game. Um, and even though the Saints defense is pretty good, um, yeah, just slight edge to, the, to Jefferson. I think Jefferson's uh, better as well when they play a good offense because then they have to pass it. Whereas when they play a team that they can just use Cook yeah, 30 times, cool. um, yeah. then he does obviously doesn't get as many looks. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, and he's cool. proven over the recent weeks that he's he's safe now. It's not like yeah. he needs feeling to be double coverage and then he gets like, he's, you know, he's used in all scenarios. Um, Kelsey and, uh, at, sorry, Kelsey at home versus Atlanta. Uh, Andrews at home versus the Giants. Big battle of the tight ends. How big an advantage is Kelsey? Is that a 10-point advantage? Huge. Yeah. It depends what Andrews shows up. Like, if Andrews, like, he's a very touched... Oh, actually, he's got a bit more higher floor recently, but, like, he's a ceiling floor tight end, whereas if he gets his ceiling, but, I mean, going in, you just have to expect that Kelsey's going to score 10 more, I think. Yeah. Without without putting the complete moz on you, Andrew, I've actually interested to. I was just looking at Kelsey's scores scores before. Interested to know he actually hasn't cracked thirty this year. But with that said, he scored twenty nine times out of fourteen. It's just yeah. ridiculous. So like his floor has been insane. He scored six, but then no other score under ten, and scored in the twenties nine times. It's just unbelievable. And the matchup against the Falcons. And is the like, matchup is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Um, in the flex, you've got uh, for 
Woodsy will go with what you've currently got. You've got Cooper Cup at Seattle, although as we talked about, you've got Ahmed, you've got Bell, you've got McLaurin. Yep. Okay. So let's say say McLaurin um, coming up against Mike Evans at Detroit. I think they're both very hit or miss players, I think. So it's. Yeah. I think I prefer Woodsy's side, whatever, whoever he starts. Andrew, any. any, so we've got most of it out this week. Is it Jeff Wilson season against the cleats and potatoes? It would be remarkably <laughs> ironic. Um, if Jeff Wilson was like healthy, but then he got in, like he's probably going to play, but he's probably not a hundred percent. So if he hadn't got injured last week, it might've been a shot, but like Evans against Detroit, it's a good matchup. And it's yeah. also like uh, Tampa Bay just looked better when they threw to Evans. Like they looked awful in the first half last week. And then they start throwing at Evans and then they come back. Like Evans is the best wide receiver out of those three. And Godwin and Brown are both good. But every time he throws to Evans, like it just it makes the offense work. So you would think that when they need the wins to make sure they make playoffs, they're gonna ride him. You always want you want your you want Texas AM boys on your side when the when the game's big. I reckon <laughs> it just might work for you, Andrew. Um, and then finally, just I'll just lump the kickers and defense together. So suck up in the Rams or potentially someone else as, as Woodsy's flag versus Sanders and the Browns. Don't care. Yeah, <laughs> kind of with you. The, 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 there was the potential of the, the Browns at the Jets seemed good on paper a few weeks ago, but I think that's out the window now. The Jets are a lot better. Than they were earlier in the year. What do you mean? Defensively? Uh, their, their offense. So if you got the Browns D against them. Yeah, I like that. It's good, but it's not like it was. There was a point where they couldn't score yeah. a point. Whereas the Rams yeah, they've got, um, what's his name? The quarterback back. Like he's a competent quarterback. Like, yeah. Disagree. Like he's not amazing, but like he's not uh, like third, uh, second string backup. Like he can make plays at least. All right, so to to wrap this one up, um, your predictions. Let's start with Andrew and Woodsy. Just want to see what sort of mind games you two are playing with each other. So, Woodsy, who are you predicting in this one? Oh, Andrew by 30. <laughs> They're all reverse mods. And Andrew, how about yourself? Oh, Andrew by 30. <laughs> all right. I like it. I like it. Uh, Keeney, who are you tipping? I'm not going to deviate now. Uh, I'll be tipping Andrew in the final. In a close one. It. You've tipped against me every week and it's worked well. well so. You should be happy with that. I'm very happy. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to go. I'm not going to deviate from my preseason prediction either. Um, so I, I said Woodsy preseason and I'm going to stick with it. I, I had him and Andrew, sorry, him and Jared as my two best teams. So I feel like I was relatively on the mark. I'm not going to change now. So I'm going Woodsy. <laughs> I'm going Woodsy by five. And I'm, I'm just hope. Unfortunately, there's a Monday night game in there. I've got Derek get, Henry on the late yeah. one. Yeah, Derek Henry, and that's it. Yeah. Andrew, so, how, uh, how many points do you want to be up before that Derek Henry game? Oh, yeah, 45. <laughs> imagine, right, so, imagine, imagine like a 30 point lead. How exciting that's going to be if Derek so Henry. That's the last. Is that is that yeah, it? So that Stanley yeah. Derek Henry. Oh wow, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you just you just we just hope Andrew's ahead. 
Like, it would be very anticlimactic if he's behind with Derek Henry. Would you? Yeah, if actually, it's would like you, you take a knee? Say, say Andrew's down by one and you've got Derek Henry to play, will you bench him and take a knee or will you play him? After seeing that shit that I saw on Reddit, um, I'd bench him. Yeah, but how would you feel if there was a stat correction? Like, I understand that guy was extremely <laughs> stiff, but, like, would you, like, neck yourself or, like, jump off the <laughs> Westgate or what would it be? One of the above, maybe both. Because <laughs> that's why he did it. The whole league like hoaxed him into doing it, saying there's going to be a stat correction. You you screwed, and that's why he started him. <laughs> it's oh, it's the best. I've always Fantasy's been a believer in you, like it's how the sport works. You take a knee if you if the game is sewed up. That's why you know so many times I've not started players, which it was it worked fine until we brought in this points for being the, the decider. Then it's kind of it's added another element. But in, in a final, you just take the knee, I reckon. Um, all right. Well, look, let's wrap it up there. It's, it's a much faster podcast, isn't it, when there's only one game to preview and two games to review. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Good luck, boys. You're, you're both worthy finalists. Um, unfortunately, we'll be celebrating one next week and the, the other one is going to be just as bad as we are. And, you know, you've had a failed 2020 campaign. So enjoy being in it while you can. Any final words? What's the prize structure? I've got uh, no idea. It's 500 oh. for the winner, 50 for runners-up. Oh, geez, that's a big, big difference. That, that's one question we didn't get to, Steve, before we close off. Cool. Is there any sort of shenanigans here, boys? Are we winner-takes-all, or how do you two roll normally? Or, or does that affect the group's kind of bar situation on, on Super Bowl Day? <laughs> <laughs> Is a big I need the point. 500 because I've promised to put, to pay for everyone's entry. So <laughs> yeah. it's he, no does, he doesn't know that it's 100 bucks a head entry or it's all inclusive. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and you will be paying for the rest after our losing bets. Don't worry, he's already up 300. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Looking forward to that. Any any deals? Or? No, nothing lined up. Oh, nothing. okay. You can right. slide into my DMs if you want to. <laughs> What's yeah, the space? Like it's like fifty or hundred bucks difference. I'm like, yeah, might as well just let it ride. What's um, I got my money any, back? Any closing words from yourself, Kamish? Nah, just good season. Hopefully, a worthy winner. You know, and good to see the the guys with less hair. You know, putting the show up for <laughs> the league. Uh, yeah. I've got some closing words, boys. Just uh, yeah. big thanks to the three of you guys from on behalf of the rest of the league, I guess, because uh, this has been an awesome pod. It's been something to keep you busy for a good, sometimes up to two hours <laughs> during work. So I no, really appreciate it. really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it has actually helped bring the, the standard of the league up as well. So well done. Well, we won't make that mistake again next year then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, boys. Good luck. Thanks, boys. Good, Good luck. luck. Good luck, guys.